Well, hello again. My name is Mike. In Northwood Young Adults, we believe in having open doors and open hearts. And so I hope that when you clicked on this video that you did so with an open heart and uh, because you've been prayed and prepared for. And so we're glad that you're watching. I hope this video finds you well as we continue the practice of social distancing and doing our part in controlling the spread of COVID-19. And, uh, you know, as we move forward in this endeavor of online church, uh, I'm gonna ask on behalf of every church in America, please give us grace as we pioneer this uncharted territory and we do so as we do so together. And, you know, for me personally, I'm learning how to talk to a camera and, and not to people. And, and it's a learning curve. Uh, you know, the creative team at Northwood Church, they're firing on all cylinders and they're, they're killing it and doing a great job. I wanna shout them out, but man, this is, this is, this is so new. And so just asking for grace as we kind of figure this out. Uh, but this week we are continuing our series, Tell Me About It. And uh, we have focused on sharing our faith this month and we've seen how it's, it's been an act of obedience. It's been, uh, we've, seen, we've seen that it's an act of love, an act of determination. And this week we're gonna see how it is an act of worship. And so if you would pray with me and then we will jump into this. God, I thank you so much for this message. God, I thank you for um, just the, the people watching right now, God. And we thank you for the, the, the Holy Spirit going forward with this word, God, and doing what we can't even imagine and just more than we could ever ask for, God. And so we trust you with that. And we pray that because of this video, because of this message, that we would take one step closer to you. So we trust you with that in Jesus' name, amen. Awesome. Well, if you would, go ahead and turn to 1 Peter, the book of 1 Peter. We were actually in 1 Peter last week as well. We're also going to be in it this week, actually in chapter 2 this week. And so while you are turning there to, to 1 Peter 2, I'm going to give you some context to what we're going to be reading. In chapter 2, Peter paints this dichotomy that is found throughout Scripture. He, he tells of the contrast between those who are in Christ and those who are not in Christ. And he says that for those who do not believe, they stumble. You know, they, they disobey the word of God because that's what our default setting is, right, as, as sinners. But then right before he gets to the verses that we're going to read tonight, he puts the focus back on us, back on believers, starting in verse 9. So this is 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9 to 10. This is what it says. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Let's read verse, verse nine one more time. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. And so Peter says that, that we are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession. Think about that. What is the magnitude of that statement? You know, the first way he describes the, the people of God is as a chosen race. And so under the umbrella of the gospel, the truth that, man, God through Christ brought us into the family means we are one race. And it's not a race of color or a race in the sense of ethnicity or nationality, but instead a people united in their faith in Jesus, where there are two common denominators, sin and savior. Right, regardless of the, the numerous differences that we may have with one another as believers, we have two things in common. We're sinners and we're in need of a savior. And that truth unites us and makes us a chosen race. He then goes on to say that we're a royal priesthood. In the Old Testament, before Jesus came to earth, we were under the law and the structure that God had put into place involved priests. And these, these priests were appointed men that served as the mediator between God and man. 
And very few had this responsibility. Very few had this privilege. But now, on this side of the cross, because of the, the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus, we don't need another person to be our mediator. Jesus serves as that mediator for all of us. Because of his work on the cross, we all have access to the presence of God. And so again, under the umbrella of the gospel, we are all part of a royal priesthood. And after that, Peter continues and calls us a holy nation, meaning that we are a group of people that is set apart. We are a group of people that is set apart from the temporary nations of the earth and part of a nation that is not of this world. One, one that has outlasted every empire and every dynasty and will outlast the world powers of today and the ones to come. You know, and as a believer, you pledge allegiance to a holy nation, one that is set apart by the God of the universe. And lastly, Peter says that we are a people for God's own possession. In other words, we are part of God's inner circle. We are on his close friends list. Because here's the thing, God is Lord over all, believers and unbelievers. Abraham Kuyper, a theologian, he says this, there is not a square inch in the whole domain of our human existence over which Christ, who is sovereign over all, does not cry, mine. Or as you may have sung as a kid, he's got the whole world in his hands. When we are adopted into God's family through faith in the finished work of Christ, we are under the reign of a king. But we are more than just under the reign of a king. We're in the arms of a father. That we're a people of his own possession. And so to remind us of the verse, this is what Peter said. This is verse 9, one more time. He says, But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, so that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. And so he says that we are all of these things, a holy nation, his own possession, a chosen race, a royal priesthood, all of that so that we may proclaim the excellencies of him who called us out of darkness and into his marvelous light. And so we are a chosen race and a royal priesthood, a holy nation, all of those things so that we can proclaim the excellencies of God. And so it is clear in this verse that we were made to proclaim because we have been called out of darkness into his marvelous light. We need to let the world know, right? This whole series is about sharing our faith. And because we are all of these things, we are to proclaim the excellencies of God. And so this is in this is where we see that sharing our faith is worship. It is glorifying to God when you share your faith, when you proclaim his excellencies. You know, sharing the gospel is an overflow of what the gospel has done in your heart and in your life. Elliot Clark, an author, he says this. He says, if we're not faithfully proclaiming the gospel to those around us, it's because we're not overflowing in praise to God. If evangelism doesn't exist, it's because worship doesn't. Think about that. That if evangelism doesn't exist, it's because worship doesn't. You know, I think a lot of times we put worship into a corner and we think, you know, it's three and a half songs and, and you know, in church and then it's over. But we know worship is not just music, right? Worship is a posture of our heart. It's a posture of our life. And so when we talk about sharing our faith as an act of worship, you know, we are by nature worshipers, right? We have no problem glorifying and talking about the things that we love. We talked about that last week. And so if we are not worshiping God in the form of sharing our faith, then it's possible that we're instead worshiping our own comfort and worshiping our own convenience. Then instead of worshiping God with our lives, we could instead be worshiping ourselves or worshiping our own self-preservation. You know, if, we are, if, if the sharing of our faith is non-existent, it, you know, talking isn't the problem. The problem is the object of our worship. 
If we worship God like we should, then it would overflow into the sharing of the gospel with those in our life. Let's read the last verse for this week, verse 10. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. And so Peter says to add to his point, add to his point, he says, once we were not a people, but now we're God's people. That once we had no mercy, now we have received mercy. And those two thoughts, they show us an incredible way to explain Christianity to others. Right, you know, it keeps things simple and clear and to the point. That, hey, I was not part of God's family, but now I've been brought in. That I, I was in need of forgiveness and mercy, and I was given that forgiveness and mercy. And what lies in the middle of those two things is the cross of Christ. God brought us into the family. God forgave our sin, and now we get to go spread that to the ends of the earth. And throughout the month, we've talked about a, a person that we want to share the gospel with or a place where we want to do so. And, you know, with the, the current state of the world, <laughs> you may have to, to alter that plan a little, right? You know, if that person or place is not one that you're going to see or go to for a while, you may have to, you have to instead look inward, right, at, at, to those in your house or to your immediate surroundings. You know, thankfully, we do have phones and social media, which, which do help out immensely as well. But we've identified a person or a place, you know, we've prayed over them, we've maybe sacrificed something for them, or, or maybe even actually started the conversation with them. This week, to continue that, this is an opportunity for a heart check for you and I, to ask ourselves, what am I truly worshiping in my life? Is God the focus of my worship? And if so, does my life reflect that? And does the way I share my faith reflect that? You know, I would encourage you to wrestle with those questions this week. And remember that as a believer, you're a part of a chosen race, a royal priesthood, God's own possession, a holy nation, so that you can proclaim his name to the world and tell them, man, I've been brought out of darkness into God's marvelous light. And so let's pray and close this out. God, I thank you so much for this, this, uh, this message, God. I thank you so much for the words that you gave Peter, God, that we are a, a, a holy nation, a chosen race, of royal priesthood and a people for your own possession. And God, I pray that we would uh, let that sink into our identity and as an overflow of the, the heart change that it has on us, God, that we wouldn't be able to, to keep it to ourselves, that we would overflow in, in evangelism and overflow in sharing the gospel with the people around us. And uh, so God, we thank you for that. We wanna put you back in your rightful spot. God, as the object of our worship. We don't want to worship anything else. We don't want to worship our own comfort, our self-preservation. We want to worship you. And so, God, I pray that you would take your rightful spot once again. And then as an overflow, God, we would tell people about who you are and what you've done for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, uh, to you guys, I hope you stay safe, stay healthy. Uh, let us know if you need anything. Uh, just a couple of things I wanted to point you to. You can go to youngadults.guide for more resources and information if you want to do that. Also uh, coming up is the launch of our new podcast, 20 for Your 20s. We recorded some episodes. They're, they're live now uh, asking the question, man, why are habits important as Christians and how do streaming services affect our faith? I think this podcast is going to be massively helpful for you, uh, but that's all we've got. We love you guys. Go change your world.